WXGI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg, 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Welcome to the following presentation from Learfield IMG College. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Football. Francis to the baseline, step back jumper, good by Blake Francis. Off the dribble, he stopped on a dime and rattled it home. I hope you can hear it back home, the oohs and the ahs from this crowd, not just Spider fans, everybody loved that move by Francis. Gilliard rushes it up the left wing for Richmond with the right-hand dribble. Hesitation into the lane, into the corner. Gustafson into the bucket for three by the Goose. Andre Gustafson. I will definitely help, help his confidence, Bob. Really nice dribble penetration by Gilliard. Off the pass, Bob. Found Gustafson, hit that Long three with a timeout by Boston College. Spiders on a 17-2 run. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. And the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our season premiere of Spider Talk with head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney, year number two at Glory Days Grill in the West End in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center. We appreciate everybody being here. We have a packed house at Glory Days to start the year. Great to see all of our Spider friends and fans and smiling faces with us at Glory Days tonight, and we hope you'll be a part of the show. Come on in and join us Monday nights during the college basketball season, and you just heard the ways you can interact with us during the course of the show. Uh, great start for the Spiders. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to preview what's coming up for Richmond and our two special player guests who are in the house with us this evening. Junior guard Jacob Gilliard and sophomore forward Sal Caressi will be joining us during the middle segments. And it is directly before the Spiders head out of town tonight. So we really appreciate those guys getting here this evening and coach getting here tonight. They're on their way to Hampton, where the Spiders will play the Pirates tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Hi, Coach. How are you? Welcome. Great. Doing great, Bob. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Good to have you back with us tonight and uh, throughout the course of the season as well. And a great start for the Spiders at 6-1. and one. So we'll get a little recap of the first portion of the schedule and look ahead a little bit as well. And I would actually zero right in because you're only as good as your last game. So you're pretty good right now. And I would narrow that even further to say you're only as good as your last half of basketball, and I think there are those of us that observed every game this year that would say, arguably, that's the best half of basketball that the Spiders have played this season, offensively and defensively. How close do you feel that half is to where you want to be offensively and defensively on a consistent basis? Well, that was really that really was a tremendous half. I, I thought uh, I thought we were very aggressive. I thought our defense was as as good as it's been. Not only in, in making them take hard shots, but I think we forced a couple of shot clock violations. We had some critical, uh, we call it created some turnovers that we were able to convert, uh, and then we had we played with really great energy. So I thought, you know, again without Grant, uh, for, for us to, to play well, uh, you know, he's so important for everything we do: practice, meetings, games, everything. Uh, so I thought that was really an impressive result, and uh, the the second half was really terrific. I thought. Jacob was was excellent, and uh, we got contributions from everybody. I thought Andre really played well. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought it was a great half, and uh, something we can build on hopefully, and and continue to to do as well as possible. But uh, to have an ACC team at home, we really want to capitalize on those opportunities, and I thought that we did. So then the next step back a little bit is how do you feel? that week went for the Spiders. We know the first four games, the comfort of home, 
winning all of those. Then you get away from the Robin Center to play power conference teams in Wisconsin, Auburn, and Boston College. And I think uh, some of us, and maybe you guys did as well, kind of looked at that week as kind of the next step in the maturation and the progress of this team. We definitely did, and I think that uh, I think our guys knew. Uh, you know, right after the um, McNeese State game was over, and uh, when we came in for practice the next day, there was just a there was uh, you know a little bit more in terms of um, excitement, enthusiasm, concentration on on uh, on these next sets of games, and you know it. Sometimes you know we try to play as many Power Five teams as we can, uh, and so. We, to have three in one week or three in a matter of six days uh, is is really uh, it's important for us and it's important for us to play well in those games and the Wisconsin game was critical because you know the Wisconsin game won uh, a tremendous program and one of the best programs in college basketball the last 20 years but also it gave us the opportunity to likely play Auburn and play another power five team before coming back to BC so I thought I thought that game was important in so many ways. Um, and really, you know, Wisconsin's a team that's uh, – they're, they're going to be tough for everybody to beat you know, all the time. And so for us to have that – to have won that game and the manner in which we won the game was really, really important and, and set us up for a, a nice week of three games versus those types of teams. Well, then what's your take off of the Auburn game, a team that I think all of us came away very impressed by. I mean, I know they were a Final Four team last year, but they lost three of their starters, and yet they don't seem to have missed a beat. Uh, they were a really good team, and then there we were, up one at halftime on them. Yeah, I thought uh, one. I th- you know they might they might be the favorite in the SEC now. So I think a really good team. Uh, they have five seniors, so they're the rare um, a rare high major team that's very very old and experienced. Uh, Dowdy is a great player. You know he he truly is a great player. And then they have uh, size and length, and uh, they play extremely hard and really can pressure on defense. Uh, and I thought we played – I don't think we played well enough for sure, but I thought we competed and we worked. And, you know, some of the things that we didn't do well enough, they're responsible for. And so it was, you know, we didn't shoot well, and we're going to have to shoot well in a game like that. Uh, but part of that is their length and attention to the scouting report and how well they're coached. Um, and then uh, – you know, I, I just thought we just needed a little bit more. And, and when they when they were able to score in the second half more easily, we couldn't match them basket for basket. But still, we were at a media timeout to have a chance to cut it to six, uh, you know, I think with at the under 12 or under eight. And so we're, we're, we were, we're there, just not, not quite. But I, I think they're a great team, and I think they'll win a, a ton of games this year. You can interact with us. Text us at 638-9508. Email us, spidertalk at richmond.edu. On Twitter, at Spider Voice as well. And folks in the restaurant, if you've got questions, feel free to pop on up here during the course of the show. We'll be glad to get them on the air for you as well. And remember, when you're here in Glory Days, uh, you can hear us on the tabletop speakers. That is Channel 3, if you want to turn those things to Channel 3, because I know we've got a lot of folks and some in the back of the restaurant tonight who probably can't hear the speakers. So Channel 3 on the tabletop boxes will get you the show as well. Uh, Jacob Gilliard, Sal Caressi coming up here in just a couple of moments. You mentioned even more impressive in the Boston College win because you did it without Grant Golden. How did you go about that, Chris? How did you approach that? I think you had a couple of days of practice to kind of prepare the guys for that as opposed to it happening, you know, right before a game or something like that. How did you go about kind of getting the guys ready to play a game without Grant? Well, I, I, you know, we all recognize how critical Grant is to us on, on both ends of the floor. You know, I think he's rebounded as, you know, better than he has his whole career, these first the first few games that he's played. Uh, and then, of course, he's, you know, so Im- important to us offensively. Um, and he's a great leader. So I, we, we just talked about, you know, that it's these are the kinds of adversity or the things that you face during the course of a season. And, uh, you know, in sports, unfortunately, you can't, ask Boston College to move the game back and, and reschedule. You know, you have to play the game that's up next. And, um, you know, we just we, we wanted to make sure that we were aggressive. And so I think Boston College is a good defensive team. And they, they made it difficult for us in the first half a little bit. And so I thought it was really important for us when we started to press uh, and establish a little bit better tempo. Then I thought we could really, um, you know, get, get our guards obviously making plays, but also just – get our energy up and, and give them less of a chance to kind of give us fits in the half court. And once we did that, I thought we really played well. We, we caused a lot of turnovers. I think we scored a lot on those turnovers. 
and that was really important. And so uh, I think Sal filled in very well. Uh, but if it, it takes everybody, you know, it's not one guy is not going to just step in and for, assume the exact role that that grant has everybody's going to have to do things a little bit differently mostly a little bit more uh and we handle that very well i think it's kind of interesting i think greg beckwith caught up with chris cheeks who's one of their assistant coaches at boston college played at vcu uh before the game and he actually said they were a little bit more concerned if grant didn't play because they were worried about the matchup problems that it would present them without grant in the game because we'd get smaller and do some more things on the perimeter where you kind of thinking you could turn it into a little bit of an advantage, not not having Grant, but right. having some difficult matchup problems for Boston College. Yeah, well, I th- you know, they have uh, their center, Popovich, is, you know, similar size to Grant, and th- those guys would be would match up uh, pretty uh, pretty nicely in terms of their, their size and, and how they play. He also plays on the perimeter a little bit. Uh, and I thought we, we wanted to try to have uh, as many possessions as we could with Nick as our center, uh, you know, and, and just because then that is more more or less five perimeter players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that worked out fairly well. But, again, m- more in the second half, I think being sm- being smaller helped us do was press. I think we pressed yeah. a little bit toward the end of the first half. Being smaller helped us press more and really put good pr- ball pressure on them. They've been a little bit turnover prone early in the season. And so being able to press, I thought, really helped us create better tempo we were home it was a great crowd i think those those things really helped us by the way it almost sounded a little bit like john paul jones arena when we got the shot clock violations and the crowd went nuts i thought the only place in the country that really stood and cheered on a shot clock violation was virginia but it happened at richmond the other day as well on the two you're right the two shot clock violations chris why is the defense so markedly better than the first two games of the year as it's been in these last five games of the year well, I don't think there's any one. I mean, I think it's improved uh, steadily. And, you know, sometimes it's the matchup and the matchups that you have or the other team didn't shoot as well. Uh, but I, I think the key thing was after St. Francis or Vanderbilt, we didn't come in and say, well, let's scrap everything we worked the last five months on. You know, we said, well, let's let's try to look at this. Let's try to do these things a little bit better every day. Uh, and, and they're very fundamental, principal things. It, it's hard when – when the ball's moving fast, when the other guy's fast and can and is a dynamic player. But we just kind of we're just doubling down on all those fundamentals and trying to make sure that you know that we're doing everything on each possession as well as we possibly can. And uh, our defense was really good against Wisconsin. Uh, I'd say pretty good against Auburn, who's a pretty explosive team, and then great against Boston College. So so hopefully we, we can just continue to build and build and build and uh, and make those things even better habits. How comfortable are you using that press more often because you're a deeper team at yeah. this point? And whether you're getting turnovers in the backcourt, which I know that we got many of, you got turnovers in the front court because it probably disoriented them right. in the backcourt, or you took nine seconds off the yeah. shot clock and they had to hurry, that kind of thing, to use the press more often because you've got more legs. Definitely. I think, you know, the one, the one part about pressing uh, – you know, unless you're a team that's just committed to, to pressure all the time and you're always practicing it, you know, the, the, the risk-reward, you know, the, what you're willing to try to cover the court and take chances in the front court and trap teams, you know, then you're outnumbered behind you, which is where the basket is. And <laughs> so, you, coach. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's always the risk-reward. And, and uh, you know, we, I think with this team we can press more often and, and get – I think we get much closer to pressing – most possessions uh you know jacob's ability to steal the ball is is uh you know obviously such a such a huge advantage so to give him more opportunities to do that but what you want to what you're always practicing is when you don't get a turnover matching up and and guarding in the half court and that's the hard thing and i think bc for example really tried to take advantage of the pressure uh by attacking it uh, and they had that's where the turnovers came because they had guys maybe who weren't as comfortable with the ball trying to attack the the back line of the press. So uh, so that's always the the push and pull is that you you want to be aggressive and you want to be up there, but you don't want to give up easy baskets on the other end and let them create a rhythm. So um, you know the more we establish it, the more everybody will be comfortable, meaning me, 
of just pressing more often the more we know that we'll defend in the half court after they break the press. Exciting brand of basketball. Make no mistake about it. All right, let me ask you to have a quick analysis and comment on our two-player guests before we go to the break so that when we get them up here, we can chat immediately uh, with them. I don't know how much more you can say about Jacob Gillier that you haven't already. Over 200 career steals now, about to hit 1,000 points uh, amongst the national leaders leading the country in steals. All of those numbers, just a comment from the head coach on what you see in a day-in and day-out basis from him and then what you've seen from Sal in ways of improvement from freshman year to where he is, you know, a month into his sophomore season. Yeah. Well, Jacob is a great player, and, um, you know, he, he he's probably been a great player uh, pretty much since he got here. Uh, but what I think has improved tremendously is his sense of leadership, uh, his understanding of how important – he is during the course of every practice and drill and game uh and then uh you know just being able to he has such a tremendous understand the best we've ever had a tremendous understanding of basketball and where everybody is on the floor and uh what you know movements will will draw a defense and help guys to be open uh and then of course his you know the stealing of the ball and the timely timely plays that he makes you know it was as proud of him as any other game as in Wisconsin uh, where he wasn't having a great game, but he, 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 you know, he had the critical steal at the end of the game. He made a critical three-point shot at the end of the game uh, and just you know, controlled the whole entire game for us. So uh, he's just been just tremendous. And uh, as far as Sal goes, you know, Sal's really improving. I think it's often you take a big jump from your freshman year to sophomore year, and I, I think Sal's in the midst of that and even more of an opportunity here that he's in for Grant. Um, and Sal is extremely versatile. He's really a tremendous dribbler for his size, uh, ball handler, and just needs to be in there, just needs to be in there. I mean, he had a great tip in against Wisconsin. Uh, he, he has a really good sense of always come up and coming up with the ball, um, you know, a good rebounder, and he's just, you know, uh, continuing to improve, improve. I mean, I, th- I think he'll, he'll have games. I think at the end of one game we – a game we were winning and subbed everybody and he went to guard and so he's playing center and guard in the same game and that that's really unique but I mean I do think that's something he's capable of because his ball handling's so good and um you know I'm, I'm happy for him that he's advanced this way and you know we just want to keep pushing him to get to a point where he can be he can really really come into his own Sal Caressi and Jacob Gilliard join us at the head table at Glory Days Grill right after the break. It's Spider Talk with head coach Chris Mooney, and it's live on ESPN Richmond, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, and the Spider Sports Network. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the midsize Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuxChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. Football season is here. Make Sundays your fun day at Uptown Alley with the NFL Sunday Ticket. Catch all the NFL games on our 100-plus high-def TVs and settle into our sports theater featuring Richmond's largest 20-foot projection screen. The tailgate menu is available all day and has all your football favorites, including pizza, nachos, sliders, and, of course, wings. Don't forget about the 38 lanes of bowling, 60 video games, virtual reality live music. It's all at Uptown Alley Richmond, 6101 Brad McNear Parkway or online at UptownAlleyRichmond.com. Hey, Spider fans, head to the Robin Center on Sunday, December 8th for back-to-back basketball action with a Richmond Spiders doubleheader. The fun starts at 2 p.m. when the men take on South Alabama, followed by the women battling Furman at 5 p.m. Your men's ticket serves as admission to both games, so stay in your seat to cheer on Spider women's basketball. It's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game. For tickets, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com. 
covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Bounce pass low post to Sherrod. Spins along the baseline. Out on the left corner to Gilliard who swishes the three. Jacob Gilliard has 22 today. His 15th career 20-point game. Make it look so easy out there with a shot, Bob, on the perimeter, Jake is. 990 career points for Jacob Gilliard. Two of Spider Talk for our premier edition from Glory Days Grill out on Richmond's West End. Thanks to everyone who's here and tuned in tonight as well. We're here next Monday the 9th and then the following Monday the 16th and then we'll take our holiday hiatus for a couple of weeks and then be back with you in January so plenty of opportunities to get out here to spider talk with coach Mooney and we'll always bring a couple of player guests along with us tonight we've brought Jacob Gilliard and Sal Caressi to the head table to join us before the spiders head out of town to Hampton later tonight I'll ask you a fairly easy first question fellas it's kind of the essay question that you're getting as you get close to final exams why are the Richmond Spiders 6-1 and one through the first seven games of the year? Jake? Um, we beat six teams. Oh, come on. One. You've gained some sarcasm since your freshman year, you know? <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, um, that's good. I like sarcasm. We've been playing pretty good basketball. Um, I think we've been guarding the ball um, really, really well since our, past, or our first two games. I think we've uh, shown that we can guard the ball pretty well. Um, we're getting out in transition more than usual, or more than we have in the past. Mm-hmm which has definitely allowed us to get easier buckets and easier opportunities. Um, and we're playing good basketball. Um, we're sharing the ball. We're playing the right way. Sal, what have you seen in the first uh, six games coming off of the bench and then in game seven in your first collegiate start? What are you noticing about this team is having the success that it's had through the first seven games? Um, I agree with a lot of what Jacob said and also – He um, told you to just agree with him with everything <laughs> he says tonight? Uh, just checking. <laughs> But also, um, in practice, I think we're going really hard and um, doing a good job preparing for teams, so that helps with the success on the court. Hey, Jake, Coach Mooney mentioned that he may not have been any more proud of you than in the Wisconsin game when, you know, you didn't score for the majority of that game until the last three minutes of the contest or so and then made a big shot, had a big steal. What was your mindset as that game was going on against Wisconsin about how you were finding ways to help the team win the game? Um, I feel like... I always find ways to impact the game, whether it's scoring or whatever it is. Um, so that was kind of my mentality. I just wanted to help the team win any kind of way I could. Um, I think they kind of keyed in on me a little bit, made it a lot tougher for me than in the past. Um, and Blake had it going in the first half, and then I think as a team we played really well in the second half. So um, it was kind of just a any means necessary mentality. Um, and I think we ended up, you know, just playing well together and got the job done. Yeah, there's a guy we haven't mentioned yet, Blake Francis, uh, through the first 20 minutes of our discussion here. But what a difference he makes to have out there. And as you mentioned, Jacob, you know, when they key on you a little bit more, boy, there's another pretty good viable weapon to go to, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, uh, he's a good player and all that. But uh, he brings a different level of competitive competitiveness to the team. Um, just as it's as it's been shown in practice and then obviously shows up in the games i think we're just a different team with him on the court um his willingness to win really is just second to none chris you made that comment right after last season ended that one of the reasons not the only reason but one of the reasons you were so committed to changing the defense to man to man was because you had a guy like blake francis and his competitiveness and his toughness and his ability to defend yeah, I thought I thought we'd be tougher this year for a number of reasons. You know, one, everybody being older, and and so generally when you're young, you know, you're, you have so many things coming at you, and it's it's just hard to be as competitive as you need to be. And so everybody being older, um, you know, uh, our emphasis on it, you know, from March of last year, just making sure that that was really important in terms of being tough, beating screens, doing these things in man to man that we needed to do. Uh, adding Blake, adding Tyler Burton, I think were two guys who had, you know, were competitive uh, naturally. And I think those guys have, have really helped us and in terms of just our maturity level have, have really made things tougher. And everybody uh, deserves credit for that. But but I do think those were, all, were four really key factors for us. Um, 
Sal, where do you think you've improved the most from freshman to sophomore year? We're seeing improvement watching you on a day-in-a-day-out basis in almost every area of the game. Where has that come from, from the end of last season to where you are now? Uh, I think a big help is um, learning the offense from multiple positions. Um, <laughs> last year I was um, only really playing the forward, and, and now I'm throwing in that forward. I'm throwing in that um, the, um, the center spot um, a couple times at the guard spot. So knowing those different positions and knowing what to do, I think it's been a, a big help for me. How different was being a starter for the first time? Did you approach it any differently? Instead of sitting on the bench and able to watch a little bit of the game unfold, you were out there from the opening tip. What was what was the emotion and the strategy like for you? Um, I definitely think it was, it was it was a little bit different. Um, had a little jitters going um, to start off, but um, got over it real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob, he replaced, obviously, your good buddy in the starting lineup in Grant Golden. Um, what types of things did you say to Grant? What do you try to do to make sure he's okay? And conversely, what has he been trying to do off of the court to kind of still lead this team? Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't really listen to me too much, you know. Um, so I just say, you know, things here and there. But he does his own thing. Um, but he's, he's being the leader he is, obviously. Uh, he's probably the most vocal person we have on the team. And so in practices and even in the game that he, he didn't get to play, and uh, he was probably talking more than anybody else was. Um, he was just being the, the true leader he is and just encouraging us and making sure we're doing the right things. What did you try to do in his absence? Um, I don't think I told Sal that he needed to step up. I think it was kind of just like a, a team thing, mm-hmm. and he just assumed that he, he was going to have to step up and, and play more minutes, and just uh, his role would be a little bigger now. And I think uh, we all as a team just kind of adjusted to being without Grant and um, – we got the job done. Yeah, how different did it feel on the court knowing that he wouldn't be out there? Even if, you know, when he's out for a rest, that's one thing, but not being out there at all. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, definitely, it's definitely different. Um, he makes di- different reads than most bigs that a lot of bigs can't make. Um, a lot of guards can't even make the reads he makes often. Um, he's a really good passer. He's one of the best passers on the team. Uh, he's obviously our, our best rebounder on the team. So just those two assets right there, um, it makes it a lot tougher on the team. And so... I mean, Sal stepped up, and then we stepped up as a team. All right, so Jacob probably didn't say anything to you, Sal. Did you guys talk amongst yourself? Because it was really you and, and Tyler Burton and Matt Grace that were going to have to fill Grant's shoes. Um, how did the three of you, was there any conversation? How did you kind of approach that? Grant say anything? Just what? Um, I, I think we um, all three of us knew um, we had a responsibility to step up and, and help out the team. Um, I think that Grant did do a good job. Um, and practices, um, talking to us, making sure we know um, what we're doing, like making sure everything is, is perfect and, and, and crisp. So he did a good job doing that. Chris, is that the way to group this? Is that it really was the three of them replacing the one Grant Golden, or is that kind of embellishing it a little bit? No, I think that's probably accurate. You know, Grant really does a lot. I mean, in terms of, you know, we throw the ball to our to our to to everybody a lot, and so our big guy touches the ball a ton. Um but yeah, I think everybody just trying to chip in and, and, and do the best they could. And again, not, not, not just those three guys. It's just more and more responsibility falls all the way around. So, uh, and I, you know, to me, Grant, as Jacob said, he's very vocal and, um, you know, he has a really good sense of talking to guys and, and being loud. And, uh, you know, he used to get more frustrated when he was younger. I think he's pretty good at, about turning the page and getting to the next thing. And he, sit, he always, he usually sits in my stool at the beginning of the timeout, uh, which is which is great, and I encourage him to do that, except he sweats more than any human being in the, in the history of the world. And so I like that on this game that he was dry after we get out of my seat, and so then it wasn't as, as embarrassing for me. When he gets up, you need to get him quick manager to quickly put <laughs> yeah, exactly. a towel right on the stool and, and let you sit there on the towel yeah. so that you don't get all you know messed up there. Um, all right, so now I've totally lost my train of thought with that comment. Um, I want to go back to the Wisconsin game. You know, we talked about Jacob not scoring until the last few minutes and impacting the game in the last few minutes. I think most of us thought that was the game where you came of age, that you really helped this team in a big way in that game, the rebound, the tip-in, the defense. Um, What was your feeling during and after the Wisconsin game about how you helped this team win that game? Um, I I felt pretty good. Um, I know that um, this team has a lot of scorers, a lot of like um, good good offensive players. So I really try to help in in any way I can, whether that be in rebounding, tip put in blocks, anything I can to to help the team. 
And I'm kind of burying the headline a little bit here because you're playing in your backyard there at Barkley Center. Uh, we can certainly hear your family and friends screaming right behind our, our bench. And I know we've been in Brooklyn before. I, yeah, you were there right last year for the tournament. Uh, what was that experience like to be able to, to have all those folks there cheering you on? Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome to have all my families and all my family and friends there at the game. Um, <laughs> all right, tell us the inside joke. What's the inside joke, Coach? Oh, it is a big. I know there was what, like thirty, thirty-five people there. Yeah, yeah. Just about. <laughs> it sounded like a hundred and thirty-five people yeah, behind exactly. the bench. I could, you had to spend some time with them too. I mean, we were there three days. Uh, yeah, we, uh, I, I had a couple um, points in the trip. I took a, I actually took a train up to Harlem for a little bit and got to spend some time with them. So it was good. Really good. All right, let's take a break. We're ready at the top of the hour. We'll come back with more with Jacob Gilliard and Sal Caressi and Coach Moody. Our Spider Talk continues about halfway home on this uh, Monday evening, our first edition. Coming back to Glory Days Grill on the Spider Sports Network, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge, or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit vabirthfatherregistry.com. That's vabirthfatherregistry.com. Investing in a new heating and cooling system can be intimidating. Woodfin, your home team, will help you select a system that's right for you and your family. After all, it's about you. When considering a new heating and cooling system and who you should partner with, think about these key questions. Is there specialty replacing and enhancing residential comfort systems? Do they use subcontractors or only their own in-house professionals? Do they offer more than one brand or type of system or just what's best for them? Can they start your project with no money down and only ask for payment when you're satisfied? Everyone offers a warranty and seasonal specials, but will they offer a 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee? These are questions we're happy to answer. Richmond is our home and the only market we serve. We welcome the opportunity to serve you. Woodfin, your home team and your number one faithful friend, Woodfin. You're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's get back to Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney. Live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gilliard goes to his left, into the lane, to the basket, finger roll layup is tipped in by Sal Caressi. Caressi gets it done, his first points of the game. Gives Richmond an eight-point lead again with two minutes. Minutes to go. He's had some big, big plays and real physicality shown tonight. Highlight from the uh, Wisconsin game that we were just talking about with Sal, the rebound and the tip-in late in the game that kind of put it out of reach for the Spiders to win that game against Wisconsin. Welcome back to Spider Talk, second half hour, just past 6 o'clock on a Monday night. Spiders are in action, kind of a rare Tuesday night game tomorrow night at Hampton. We hope a lot of you are making the trek, uh, I-64 East, down to Hampton to catch the Spiders and the Pirates at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow night, we'll have it on the radio right here on 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. Greg Beckwith and I will have the call 6.30 as our airtime with pregame and 7 o'clock with the game. Live video streaming tomorrow night available on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Jacob, speaking of ESPN Richmond, we had you on our morning show, I guess, last week, and uh, my co-host, Andrew Wallace, asked what I thought was a really good question about being an undersized point guard and how you succeed uh, knowing that you're not going to, you know, you're not six foot, you're not six two, you're not six four. And your answer, we talked a little bit about quickness, but we didn't talk so much about physical quickness. You pointed to mental quickness. Talk a little bit about that. And, and Coach mentioned a little earlier when he was describing the way you play and just how you have to be mentally quick, and maybe it's even more important than physical quickness. Yeah, um, I'd probably say they're probably a little neck and neck, but obviously the, the mental part is uh, it's really big. Um, that's why I think I told you on the radio show um, that I'm trying to be the smartest player on the court at all times. Um, just trying to read things before they happen 
and obviously um, that's something that I kind of pride myself on. I think that's something that's helped me throughout my career. How do you do that? Is that film study? Is that watching other games? Is that being on the practice floor a lot? How how do you kind of get that innate ability to do that? Yeah, it's it's probably a lot of those. Um, I I watch a, a good amount of film. Uh, I work out a, a good amount, uh, obviously during practice and stuff like that. But I think the the biggest help is experience. I, I've played basketball for as long as I can remember, obviously, and just the games and experience obviously just helps me so much. Mm-hmm. Chris, are those the things that as a coach you would look to to point to if you were teaching a young kid? You know, we want you to be basketball smart. These are the type of things you've got to do. Yeah, I would say that the the level that that Jacob has it, I, I don't I don't know if you could teach you know mm-hmm. m- most of that. You know, he's just uh, innate incredible understanding and uh you know for his the the level that he you know you can get somebody i think kendall is a good example kendall was really an incredibly hard worker uh relentless worker and perfect attitude and and competitor uh, but didn't have the best feel and i think he got better and better and better as time went on uh but he you know it would have been hard for him to do the things jacob can do and so uh, I just think a lot of that, and Kendall played a lot and got to make a lot of decisions and make a lot of reads and ultimately got to the point where his assist turnover was really good as a senior. Uh, but I think a lot of it is just it's innate and it's uh, a feel that that would be really hard to teach one person. Mm-hmm. What about the experience factor for you, Sal? How different is it now in your second year as a sophomore than going every going through everything for the first time a year ago? Uh, kind of like Jacob said, I, I think experience is a is a big key. So you could practice, you could I mean you could watch film and and all that thing, but putting yourself in the position and, and actually going through the reps and seeing it over and over um, really helps. So I think that's that's been a big jump from this year to last year. Now last year you had other freshmen surrounding you, other scholarship freshmen: Matt Grace, Jake Wojcik, Andre Gustafson. This year we have one scholarship freshman in Tyler Burton uh, how much are you kind of talking to him a little bit about what you guys went through as freshmen and what he's now going through for the first time yeah um, I think I try to I try to teach him and help him as much as as much as he's can as much as I can um, but I think he's really doing an awesome job and, and, and picking up really quick Chris it is a little bit unusual to have just the one scholarship freshman and and how he kind of handles himself in that role Tyler Burton I'm talking about yeah, he uh, he had a rough day today, but uh, he, he's you know that means he'll have a good game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about that? Uh, he, I mean, he he has a chance to be a really special player. You know, he's 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 good at just about everything. He's uh, very athletic. He's really serious about basketball. Wants to be good. Um, has a great you know basketball background in terms of his father being such a good player and. Uh, he has really a chance to be a special player, and I, I think he's done well. He, he's a very likable. Uh, kid and has fit in really well and um, has has a chance to do really well this year but really be special during his career. Jacob, when a young guy like that, uh, Tyler Burton, quote-unquote the coach, does not have a good day in practice, as apparently he didn't today, <laughs> do you say anything to him? Do you leave him alone? Do you, well, how do you kind of handle that, if at all? No, you try and help him out as much as you can. Um, coach is obviously, obviously going to get on you if you make a mistake. Um, I mean, he made a couple today. Um, coach corrected it. And I think as a, as a group, I think we do a good job of, of making sure we know, you know, you got you to gotta be better. Uh, I think the, the, challenge, the most challenging part from a freshman or for a freshman is, is just the offense. I think a lot of people struggle. There's so many things going on. You have to think about, like, you're tired, and, and then you have to remember the plays, stuff like that. Um, I think that's where, a lot of people, that's where a lot of people struggle. And so with that, you just got to get your reps up. That's interesting. You think as a young guy the offense is more challenging than, than the defense? I think here at our style uh-huh. of offense I uh-huh. think is, is really unique. Um, it's obviously challenging. Like Sal kind of said last year, he was just playing the forward spot. And so it made it different. Like he's trying to watch just the forward in front of him, what he's doing, and then you kind of just end up following one guy rather than learning the offense as a whole from every different spot. How much do you remind him that he's coming off a pretty good game? I mean, the Boston College game, he was, he was certainly impactful. I don't remind him at all, but he was good. He played that sounds well. like Coach Mooney right there. He, he played well. Um, I think he knows he's he's coming a long way. Uh, he's obviously getting better, and is I mean he's getting to play more when he plays a decent amount. He, he does good, you know. And so I think that's kind of I think it's, the confidence is definitely helping him. Are you the nice guy there then, Sal? Will you say something to him? You pat him on the back? 
Oh, man, you guys are tough. No, That's good. That's why we're 6-1. and one. You're tough like that. I, I get it. Um, why is the defense getting so much better? I mean, take us through the summer, and I say this over and over again. Every time I walk through the gym in the summertime and you guys were in there, it was defense. I don't know that I saw 10 shots go up at the basket by you guys. You were always doing something on defense. How much is that starting to pay dividends now? Amazing. <laughs> I think it's showing up, but obviously the uh, the summer that was obviously the the main focal point that we worked on, and um, I think it's it's definitely showing up. Like like I said earlier, um, our first two games we gave up 90 so points or 90 some points, but um, I think even our defense was better than it may have appeared, and I think we're kind of stringing it together now. We're going on runs, getting stops, and just making it a lot more difficult for other teams. How about what you're doing on defense, Sal, and how that's kind of changed a little bit from last year because of the the man to man and the press uh, defense as well. Um, right um, now, I'm starting to um, guard um, in the post more, um, focusing on like denying the post and, and guarding ball screens and finishing off every possession with a rebound. So those are some of the things that have changed. All right, last couple thoughts for you guys, and then we'll let you guys uh, go eat. And I know you're heading out, as we said, to get to Hampton um, tonight. Um, what was the perspective of the opening of the season with the four games at home, particularly the first one? Uh, and I think in the aftermath of winning that game, everybody admitted how important it was to win that first one. And then the excitement level that, that Coach alluded to early after those first four games, and they were in the books as wins to approach this last week where you played the Wisconsin's and Auburn's and Boston Colleges of college basketball. I think the the first four games definitely tested us. Um, I think we went through a lot of adversity in those first four games. Uh, we had seen a lot of different outcomes and a lot of different defenses, stuff like that, like just experience like we talked about earlier. And I think that's kind of what helped us throughout the Wisconsin game. Definitely with myself, um, not playing it up to par how I usually play. Um, I think just what had happened before, the couple of four games before, like just knowing, uh, just stay the course and uh, we'll, get a, we'll get a win. At the end of the day, Sal, did it kind of help that the first two were nail-biter, overtime games and then the next two were blowout games that you kind of experienced a little bit of both ways to win college basketball games yeah um definitely the first two being nail biters as you said um really um put us in a spot of adversity and and really having to pull them out um so i think that helped not only for just those two games but it'll help us down the line also so we know how excited you would have been about the next week because two of them were at home at, at Barclays. So, uh, Jacob, was, was Coach's observation spot on when he said it just felt like everybody had a little more pep in their step when you came back for practice after the four home games and you knew you were preparing for the games that we faced last week? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, obviously having an opportunity to play a really good Wisconsin team and potentially or we got to play a really good Auburn team. Mm -hmm. And so I think just knowing that, that we were going to be able to play in a big-time tournament at the Barclays Center um, obviously was something that motivated us a lot. And then being 4-0 on top of that at the time, I think um, it was really just motivating. Uh, it kind of just felt like our hard work had been paying off, and we didn't want to just let it go to ways now. All right. What are the – well, let me ask you one more question, and then I'll wrap it up with a quick look to, to Hampton. Nick Sherrod's return, um, how impactful, significant – has that been? And, uh, I mean, I think he surprised us all, quite frankly, after the first game when he came on our post-game radio show and said, I was so nervous tonight I almost didn't want to play. I almost thought I was going to pass out during, during pregame warm-ups. I'm not sure I ever heard an athlete say that, but he was obviously so excited but so concerned having come back from that knee injury. Uh, he certainly handled it pretty well because he had a, a great game. What, what's Nick's return, Sal, been, been like for you guys? Uh, I think Nick's return has been huge. Um, obviously, he's a great player for us, um, both offensively and defensively. He's also um, a great leader and helped guys get on the right spots on the court. He knows the offense and just things like that that, that, that it's hard to replace. Jacob? Yeah, I think, obviously, he's a phenomenal player, does everything. Uh, he's, he's a really smart player as well. I think having him on the court definitely changes the dynamic. And I think he probably has the most game experience on the team. I think he's probably played more games yeah. than anybody else on the team. So just having that back, um, his understanding of basketball really just changes our dynamic. All right. Lastly, what are the motivations, and I'm going to make that plural, for tomorrow night at Hampton? We know what happened here last year. Uh, obviously, you didn't play in that game. Uh, that's the game that Nick got hurt. Uh, they won on our home court. And the Spiders are 6-1 and one right now, maybe even more importantly. I don't mean to answer the question that I'm asking, uh, but what, what are the motivations for tomorrow night at Hampton? It's our next game. Obviously, uh, it's a game we want to win. 
Uh, we kind of have a, a sour taste in our mouth from, from last year, obviously. But I think we're not going to come out too amped to play them or anything like that. But I definitely think we're going to come out to compete and definitely try and win. Sal, thoughts on how tomorrow night will be different than a year ago? I agree. Um, just come out, play hard, um, and, and let the rest take care of itself. Sounds like a winning plan. All right, fellas, go eat. Thanks. We'll see you in Hampton tomorrow night. Sal Caressi, Jacob Gilliard, our special player guests on our season premiere of Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill. we got some questions for Coach Mooney coming up when we come back, and the coach will preview the Hampton game uh, with some significant personnel conversation coming up with the Spiders and Hampton tomorrow night. Coming up on Spider Talk, 99.5-1027-FM, 950 AM ESPN. Three used car questions. How long will I be stuck in this dealership? Do they even have the color I want? Why is this taking so long? What day is it even? Okay, so that was four questions. Questions you never have to ask at CarMax, because in select markets, CarMax will deliver the car you want, right to your door, right on your schedule. So you won't have to blow your weekend at a dealership, and you'll be on to your last question before you know it. Are we done here? Cool. Cool. Because that's the way car shopping, buying, and delivering should be. CarMax. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student-athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at richmondspiders.com and on Spider's social media. When an accident devastates your life, our job is to try to put your life back together again. Personal injuries can happen at any time in your life. In a moment's time, you may suffer from a debilitating injury that could last a lifetime. That's where the G-Law Firm comes in. We understand because we've been there before. For over 30 years, Central Virginia has trusted us after an accident to get them justice. If you've been injured due to someone else's negligence, call the G-Law Firm. Personal Injury Attorneys, 226-4111. Bold statement. Saving money with GEICO is almost better than watching football. Think about it. When you're watching the game, yelling at the quarterback to throw the ball, throw it, Williams is wide open, why are you doing this to me? Use that rocket arm, come on! They don't listen to you. But if you went into a Geico office and yelled, someone please help me save some money on car insurance, everyone would hop to it. Except the intern because it's his first day and he doesn't even have a computer yet. See? Better. Switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill on the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the men's basketball spider sports line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days grill great food good sports for all things spiders whether you're online on your phone or just on the go it's richmondspiders.com scores stats standings it's richmondspiders.com video highlights audio play-by-play and online ticketing for football and men's basketball it's richmondspiders.com plus exclusive content you won't get anywhere else like the spider insight podcast spider voices and game day info for robin stadium and the robin center it's your home for your favorite team it's richmondspiders.com don't delay. Make your way to Good Luck Men's Wear, our biggest holiday sale event now on. Buy one suit and get one suit free. Yes, buy one suit and get one suit free. Or buy any suit and get a shirt, tie, pocket square, socks, and shoes all for free. Choose from Stacey Adams, Steve Harvey, Steve Land, and more. In traditional fit or slim fit. Sizes 34 through 72. Only at Good Luck Men's Wear. Regular, small, big, and tall, we carry it all. Our biggest holiday sale now on. Sports coats 50% off. Peak coats 50% off. Top coats 50% off. Leisure set sweaters, corduroys, all on sale. Only at Good Luck Men's Wear. Tuxedos starting at only $99. Boy suits, $69. Clergy robes, $99. Church groups, choir groups, and wedding groups get extra discounts and special prices. Shop at Good Luck Men's Wear first, and you'll be glad you did. Located at 48 Southgate Square, Colonial Heights, or call 804-526-7870. That's 804-526-7870. Make your way to Good Luck Men's Wear today and experience the mother of all holiday sales. Home of the buy one, get one free suit sale, or call 804-526-7870. Check us on Facebook, Good Luck Men's Wear, your fashion connection. Lexus of Richmond presents Holiday Cheer and Deer, December 6th at Dick's Sporting Goods, inside Short Pump Town Center. Get all the details at ESPNRichmond.com. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. 
Bob Black back with you, our final segment of Spider Talk, and this is going to be a fun one coming up here in the last 10 minutes or so because we love the interaction with our fans and we love the great crowd in here tonight. Be sure to take care of your servers. They're working hard to weave through all the tables and all the people, so please take care of them on your way out this evening. All right, uh, Coach, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've gone much more high-tech this year, right? We've gone text. We've gone email. We've gone Twitter. I know you're a big fan of Twitter. Uh, no more phone calls, so we're not, we're not even set up to take phone calls anymore. We're just doing everything via cyberspace. Even Ivan has chimed in via text. So, wow. Yes, he's still with us. Wow. That's he he good. is, he That's is good still with us, even though there's no more phone calls. So we got all of that, and yet what do I get? I get questions on a napkin and a receipt from some other establishment somewhere. So they're coming from all avenues today. And I want to start with this one because Christy's sitting right here in front, leaned over to me during the break, and she said, Bob, I don't think I've been watching basketball for a long time that I've ever seen five guys who were so in tune with one another on the court, that their experience factor, you can just see it. And to that point, you know I write a lot of scribble down on my on my sheet here, but one of the things I started to write down, Chris, is the number of games played in their careers for Grant Golden, 80 games. Jacob Gilliard, 70 straight start, uh, 70 games started. Nick Sherrod, 80 games. Blake Francis, even though they're not all at Richmond, 67 games. Nathan Kao, 69 games. I mean, you can't really teach that kind of experience, can you? No, you can't. I, I, you know, it just means everything. You know, it's, you know, I can't, you can't give Nathan Kao's experiences to Tyler Burton. Right. You know, you just, you can't, you can't tell guys enough how hard college is going to be you, you know n- none of those things uh can happen and uh you just have to experience it for yourself and go through it um and just hope that you have the you know the guts and the intelligence to get get yourself through it and then you can relax and play but uh but yeah the experience is so critical and especially in college basketball you know i mean uh you know, you can prepare all week for a team that has only played man to man, and they play zone from the beginning of the game. You know, it just, uh, what you know, you just, it, it just, it, you just need it, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we're we're proving how valuable it is. And the really good news here is, with all the experience, there are no seniors. Yeah, which is a weird thing to say, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it really is strange. Yeah, but it's it's great, and uh, I think we're looking forward to that. And. Uh, we're we're not trying to skip ahead for anything, but nope. we we, um, we hope we can, you know, it's such a good group to be around and to, and to interact with and to coach uh, that that makes it fun and uh, hopefully more and more success can come. All right, let me ask some of these questions from our fans, and we will go to the text line off of the computer here in a moment, but uh, off of the pieces of paper that we got here. And we normally ask this question of you when the guys are up here, but we got into such good conversation, we just kind of let it go. But what attracted you to recruit the two guys that we had up here today, Sal Caressi, and then thinking back even a little bit further to Jacob Gilliard? Yeah, well, Jacob, uh, obviously we've had you know this long string now of, of uh, smaller guards, uh, starting with Kevin Anderson, um, and, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, read a little bit about, about Jacob and seen some film. And then I think we all saw him within a couple of days of one another in the summer and, uh, immediately just, you know, thought he was terrific. And, you know, we thought the steals were a bit of a fluke. Each of us that was watching, you know, thought, my boy, the guy had, he must've had five steals today. You know, how unusual, not knowing that, not knowing that that would be pretty standard. Uh, and, um, you know, his, his, he was on a good AAU team pretty good AAU team and he had you know he was he was talkative he was you know he was good when he was in the game he's good when he's out of the game and just had a great way about him mm-hmm. uh, as for Sal you know his versatility and 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 skillfulness it's for someone his size was really attractive to us and uh, you know then when we met Sal he's just an, an amazing kid he's he's uh, he's extremely genuine and also very inquisitive and uh, just, just a tremendous kid who we thought could really, really improve uh, once he got to Richmond, and uh, I, I know we're seeing that now. Absolutely. All right, I'll bounce back and forth here between the paper questions and the, the uh, cyberspace questions. How comfortable are you with the current rota- rotation that we've seen through the first few games? Are you still feeling out how much to play certain guys, or is this kind of the rotation we'll see in the foreseeable future? Yeah, I think we are still figuring it out. I, I know that uh, you know Jake Wojcik. I'd like him to play more, and I need him to. I need to play him more. Uh, but he can really, you know, when he's playing well and at his best, he can really be an asset to our team and help us. Also versatile. 
because uh, he's tough enough to, de- to defend some bigger guys. Uh, so, yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, my, one of my main uh, – uh, to myself coming into the season and with the coaches was not to have Grant play as many minutes as he's played his first two years. And so that, that's been good. We've been – I think Grant's minutes are, are down to about 26, 27 minutes, and I think that's good. And having Sal and Matt and sometimes going without a center – has been has been a help to that um otherwise yeah I, i'd just like to get Woj probably the one guy and you know I, I feel like tyler as he goes on and on will just demand to be on the court more uh and so we'll, we'll adjust as that as that continues to happen uh last question i've got here scribbled on the paper it mentions the one guy that we hadn't really talked about too much and that's andre gustafson and yeah. i think he's kind of maybe changed his role a little bit and adapted very well to what is being asked of him this season as opposed to last season yeah, Andre is, uh, you know, a tremendous athlete. I mean, just a tremendous athlete. Uh, had a big block against Wisconsin, and then I thought he had his best half yesterday. You know, he's a great cutter uh, and just uh, just such a fluid athlete and a tremendous defensive player. Uh, and Andre and Woj, uh, more than anyone, are really pushed and challenged by um, Jacob and Blake. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys are so good and skilled and quick and fast and competitive that those guys, uh, meaning Jake and Andre, really have to compete at a high level, you know, just to get through each each session of practice. So that's really helped them. Uh, and as, as they've gotten more and more competitive, I think that'll, that'll really impact how good they can be. All right. Love the questions from the audience. <clears throat> love the questions from those listening. Uh, continue to get them to us week in and week out. That makes this segment really kind of a lot of fun. Coach, here's the same questions all the time from me. So they're <laughs> better to get new questions each week. So we really do appreciate it, whether you tweet, text, email, or you're here at the restaurant and bring them up to us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, quick scouting report on Hampton before we leave tonight. Got a couple of minutes here, Coach. And obviously the big news, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, Hampton has one of the most prolific scores, uh, not only in our area, but in the country, in Jermaine Marrow, who's averaging right at 25 points a game. But the news came out today that he's out with a broken thumb and will not play in the game. Uh, how does that change your scouting report? What type of things do you do to, to prep for a Hampton team once you learn that, that, you know, a guy like that, and he had, what, 38 at the Robin Center last yeah. year, isn't going to play tomorrow night? Yeah, well, that's terrible. And, I, you know, I hate to see that for any player or a team. And obviously he's had a tremendous career. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that he comes back mm-hmm. as soon as possible. But it changes it drastically because he has the ball so much. Um, you know, he, he leads them in assists by by 25, as well as leading them in points by, uh, you know, an average of eight. So um, he, he has the ball so, so, so much that it feels like every play is for him. Really, it's more him manipulating the plays to, to be for him. Uh, but he, he's a great player, and uh, we'll, we'll have to make the adjustment. And I think, guys, you know, these, this is one of those things that's dangerous because, you know, other guys – step up and play well because of, a, of an increased uh, role an increased sense of freedom because they'll get the ball more and something that we have to protect against for sure seen it a lot of times where some guy at the bottom of the scouting report all of a sudden looks like an all-american Absolutely. because he replaced the all-american yeah. and he yeah. has that opportunity not just to us but you see it in games sure. all certainly all all across the country uh, I, I asked you this the other day about going on the road to barclays uh, with such an experienced team if there's if there's any impact to that and now tomorrow night is the first true road game of the season is that at all a factor or because this is such an experienced team that it's not that big a deal i think it's always a factor i think uh you know playing on the road is um you know luckily for us we've been home but it is kind of the last new part of the season and it's not something that's easy to adjust to uh you know and there's everything's a little bit different the ball the lighting the baskets uh you know where you are for the national anthem you know when they do that all those things Uh and so uh, you know, we try to be as prepared as possible, but you have to you have to you have to be prepared for the unexpected and what's going to feel different or look different or seem different in terms of how they play or the atmosphere. And you just have to be able to to dial into that as as quickly as you possibly can from when the jump ball happens and and just start to play your game as as quickly as you can. Speaking of quickly, a uh, quick turnaround. What about that, playing Saturday and Tuesday, and then you'll get extra time yeah. on the back end, not playing until Sunday against South Alabama. Right, exactly. I think, again, you know, in sports, you have to yeah, you got to play them when they come up, and, and we'd love to have a few extra days and maybe see if Grant could play. And uh, But but that's that's the way it is. So, I, 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 
you know, you have all different kinds of things during the season. You know, we'd rather have another day, but then, as you said, we'll get an extra day coming out of coming out of this game before we come back home. So, um, just need to be ready. You know, and and what we've tried to do with our guys because we have so many older guys is, you know, there's a little bit more trust. They can they can handle themselves a little bit better with a quick turnaround, and hopefully that'll show up. See you in Hampton tomorrow night, Coach. Thanks. Great. Thank you very much, Bob. Thank you, guys. Spider head coach Chris Mooney, our special player guest Sal Caressi, and. Jacob Gilliard, Mitchell Bradley on location, Matt Josephs in the studio, and all of you for being here tonight. Come on back and bring your friends with you next Monday night with the next Spider Talk at 5.30. Greg Beckwith and I have the call tomorrow night from Hampton beginning at 6.30 right here on ESPN Richmond. So long, everyone. Listening to the Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway. Tonight's show has been brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Join us Monday nights from 5:30 to 6:30 throughout the college basketball season for Spider Talk, a live presentation of the Spider IMG Sports Network and your home of the Spiders, ESPN Richmond. Your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. Trust to get the job done right. Start with Lowe's because Lowe's has the power you need and at the right prices. Stop in today and pick up a Metabo HPT.